Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Welcome to the Arkansas AgCast for March 6th. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. This week, it's all about policy and a very busy trip to our nation's capital. I sat down with members of Arkansas Farm Bureau's public affairs and government relations and commodity and regulatory affairs teams to discuss the just-concluded President's Advocacy and Leadership Tour to Washington, D.C. Public Affairs and Government Relations Director Matt King, Jessica Clouser, Director of Policy Development and Legislative Research, Jeff Pitchford, Director of Public Affairs and Government Relations for State Affairs, and John Bailey, Director of Environmental and Regulatory Affairs, all joined me for a roundtable discussion about the trip and what it meant for Arkansas farmers and ranchers to have their voices heard. All right, everybody, we are just back from a, what was a very busy trip to Washington, D.C. with the President's Advocacy and Leadership Tour. Uh, I'd just like to talk about what was accomplished, uh, how you think it went, and uh, get a report from each of you on the on the visits and meetings that were had. Matt, uh, you want to explain, first of all, maybe a little bit about what this visit was, who was on it, what was this visit for? This was an opportunity for our county leaders and board members, state board members, to go to Washington, D.C. and advocate for the farmers and ranchers of Arkansas. We did, we, everybody arrived on Tuesday, left on Thursday. From the time they got there on Tuesday till they left on Thursday, everyone was very busy going through and to different meetings and things like that over the two days that we we did meetings, about, over about 36 hours, we did 25 total meetings between different agencies, Our met with our entire congressional delegation. It's a great opportunity for our leaders to learn about different uh, federal issues and advocate with their congressmen and those agencies for what Arkansas farmers and ranchers need. So this was uh, leaders from across the state as well as board members. Um, what are some of the agencies that were visited? The the group got to meet with folks from the uh, Ambassador Dowd with the USTR, who's the Chief Agriculture Trade Negotiator. We met with EPA, several of their higher level folks, the person that handles WOTUS, the person that handles their pesticide unit, as well as Administrator Wheeler came in and talked to them. Then went over to the USDA and talked with uh, talked with them about some of our immigration issues, trying to make sure that we have an adequate workforce. Also visited with Mike Marsh, who's the president of the National Agriculture National Council of Ag Employers. National Council of Agriculture Employers in Washington, D.C. And then the next day, we took two different groups to the USDA, where they met with various agencies uh, on livestock issues as well as on crops. And then another group met on crop issues. And Jeff took a group over to the Pentagon and actually met with uh, leaders from the Corps of Engineers and discussed the, the levy situation that's impacting many counties in Arkansas. And then we heard from our, both of our senators that next, that, that on Wednesday afternoon with uh, Congressman, or Senator Bozeman and Senator Cotton. And then each one of our, each one of the members got to go visit with their congressional delegate that afternoon. Um. Jeff, since we, we, he just mentioned that the Pentagon visit <coughs> the Army Corps, that was an interesting visit. Can you tell us a little bit about what was accomplished there? Yeah, absolutely. We met in the office of the Assistant Secretary of the Army Civil Works, and, and that's through the, that's the Corps of Engineers. And so we had uh, a couple of officials there, Charles Camillo and Gib Owen, uh, out of that office. And they met with our leaders uh, to talk about uh, <clears throat> several things, one being 
uh, obviously navigation and, and dredging uh, and clearing of some of our uh, waterways throughout the Arkansas, throughout Arkansas, uh, Cache River, White River, Arkansas River. Uh, we also discussed uh, obviously this last past year the flooding situation and, and levee situation. Uh, we express our concerns about um, when levees are rebuilt or the rebuilding process of making sure that that's uh, done as quickly as possible and some of the, the hurdles that folks are having to face there in those areas, especially when you're redoing or having to move a levee uh, into another area and some of those hurdles. And I think there'll be some follow-up conversations uh, there uh, based on some of the information we shared with them. And, uh, and finally, then we talked about the implementation of the, the WOTUS rule. Corp engineers will play a vital role in that. Um, they felt like that while we may agree that the new regulations are more farmer friendly, <clears throat> we told them obviously it's a very sensitive issue for agriculture and for farmers here in Arkansas, and that we're concerned about not only <clears throat> the definitions and what's in the rules, but we told them our, the implementation of these uh, rules and, the, and that we were going to be following that issue very closely and wanted to work with them and partner with them on the implementation of those rules. So uh, <clears throat> a good visit there at the, uh, at the Pentagon and uh, able to, uh, to express our concerns and views and be able to work with them. It was a little bit secure over there too. Wasn't it? Uh, quite a process. If no one has been able to go to it, I would highly suggest uh, anyone going on a tour of the Pentagon. But you cannot just show up. <laughs> uh, you have to uh, schedule a tour. There are no walk-up tours. You have to go through through the process. I would encourage anyone to go through their congressional office. I'm sure it can help arrange those tours. But you're going to have to have your ID and Social Security number. You're photographed. Uh, you're given a badge. And then, then you go through the typical, you know, search process uh, that you would have at an airport or whatever, and a screening. And it's it's quite a quite a deal. There's several people with guns and uh, <laughs> and everything, military-wise, not yeah. not people trying to sneak in, but uh, and quite a large com complex. You know, they told us there was about 25,000 people a day that live that work there, and about 10,000 people a day that visit. So it's a community of about 35,000 people every single day there. And so to put that in context, if, if it's 35,000 people are there during the day, uh, that, that, that would be about the sixth largest city <laughs> in Arkansas. And so That's amazing. Um, it's, it's, they have their own complex, its own mall. Uh, they have their own businesses there because it's a lot of people to yeah. come in and out of. So it's quite a... Quite a complex. You'll get your steps in if you uh, want to walk around it. So. Well, I think we all got our steps in during the visit. Uh, Jessica, tell us a little bit about what was accomplished there from the livestock perspective. Sure. Well, Rob, we first went um, and visited with Michael Marsh, um, the president and CEO of the National Council of Ag Employers. Um, he is the immigration H-2A expert in Washington, D.C., and he gave our guys a great overview on the landscape of H-2A legislation, um, comprehensive immigration legislation, and what that's going to look like for the rest of 2020, which will be complicated by the, the presidential election this fall. We then traveled over to, uh, to USDA, where we met with Christy Boswell, who is a senior advisor for Secretary Purdue, and uh, she's the administration's expert on ag labor. 
and uh, not only did we have our livestock guys there, we had some crop guys, and they were able to share their stories and their frustrations with the H-2A process um, and the need to streamline it, the need to have access to these foreign workers because labor is just such an issue in, in rural Arkansas. There's just not the labor force there. So a, a great productive meeting there. Um, really feel like she was able to give them some um, insight into what the administration is working on uh, from an immigration standpoint. Um, on uh, on Wednesday, we did have a more livestock-focused meeting at USDA. We met um, Undersecretary Greg Eibach was there. We also had a chance to visit with Bruce Summers, who is the AMS, Ag Marketing Service Administrator, Erin Morris, who handles all of the livestock market reporting issues. She's been there for a long time as the Associate AMS Administrator. And they gave our guys some great um, insight into what that mandatory price reporting reauthorization is going to look like this year and some ideas on how to provide transparency, particularly for our beef producers. Um, after they left, we had a chance to visit with the Deputy Administrator for Wildlife Services with APHIS, Janet uh, Bucknall. She, um, we had a really uh, lively conversation, <laughs> I will say, on uh, the issues of black vultures and feral hogs. As we all know, um, they are causing extreme economic hardships for our livestock folks and crop folks, but uh, the black vultures are particularly nasty when it comes to... Um, the destruction they wreak on on cattle producers. So um, another productive meeting. We also met with the Deputy Administrator for Veterinary Services, Dr. Burt Healy, had a brief discussion about animal disease traceability, and our guys really reiterated the need for this to be an industry-driven voluntary program. Um, they're still working on the final rules and, sure. and, and having conversations with folks about animal disease traceability. And finally, uh, we wrapped it up with a great chat uh, from Blake Rollins, the Deputy Chief of Staff. He's a good Arkansas boy. He knows uh, what's important to the state, what's important to our folks here. And overall, I will say our members were really, really excited and pleased to have had access to such high-ranking officials at USDA and have a conversation with them. Jessica, what kind of discussions did that, that that meeting with USDA, what kind of discussions or topics did that help them bring up, our members bring up with their congressional delegation? Right, so so Matt, um, I uh, took a group of folks over to Congressman Westerman's office and, and clearly their uh, fair hogs and, and black vultures were discussed and they were able to our members were able to share with Congressman Westerman what USDA is looking at and how they can be um, helpful in facilitating conversations between the administration and uh, the congressman's office. So that was that was great. We were able to follow through that issue um, throughout our entire trip. Um, additionally, with Senator uh, Bozeman and Senator Cotton. We had really productive conversations on immigration, and you know our guys continue to again share their stories, and um, you know take note of what the administration is doing and how they need congressional support. And John, from a you know a, the perspective of the the science, the EPA, 
environmental stuff, what, what was discussed? And yeah, so um, <clears throat> Tuesday afternoon, <coughs> so Tuesday afternoon we took a group of about 20 people over to the EPA building and uh, we spent, it was over two hours with a lot of the higher ups in EPA, including Administrator Wheeler, who gave us, who was gracious enough to give us 30 minutes of his time. Most of the topic that, uh, or the topics that we covered were waters of the U.S. and pesticides, and we also covered in small part um, nutrient trading and also the 404 permitting process. Um, Owen McDonough was the first person who talked. He's the, he's the actual individual who created the new definition of waters of the U.S., which is, to us, is a much cleaner and clear rule as, as far as identifying what waters of the U.S. are. The 2015 rule that uh, has since been repealed, it just went, it went too far. And uh, Congress identified what they, how far they wanted to take waters of the U.S. and the 2015 rule um, went to that point and went on. Uh, with the new rule, we feel like that a farmer can stand on his farm and take a look at and see what waters of the U.S. is without having to hire an engineer or a consultant to go out and identify that. And uh, with Owen, he came in and explained it to our group. He did a fantastic job of, uh, in a very clear and concise way of identifying what those waters of the U.S. are. Uh, in addition, we also had Ed Messina. He's in the Office of Pesticides. And so we got into a conversation, not necessarily about, specifically about dicamba, but the idea is, is that we need science to rule the day when we have our, you know, the, for the use of pesticides. Mm -hmm. And so what he went through is the process of how EPA uh, goes through and approve, approves of many of these pesticides that are being used today. And our members and our leadership was very clear, we do not want to skip the science, but if we can get the science in place and streamline that process so that whenever it comes to um, getting the crops out and, and getting them grown and protecting them, we have the most up-to-date pesticides available. Yeah. So do you think, uh, I mean, obviously those are a lot of tricky issues. Do you think our, our guys had a good conversation and really felt like they learned something? Well, about some... yes, Rob. And, and what was, was fantastic is, is that President Hillman um, made a point to, to Anthony Wheeler, the administrator of EPA. Um, he, he said, you know, for once we're going to, to meet with EPA um, as a partner. You know, and, yeah. and there's been years where where farmers and EPA are at odds with one another. Right. And for once, we really feel like that uh, Administrator Wheeler is listening to the farmers um, and, and, and valuing our input. And that's really all we ask for, you know. Is yeah, less, less antagonism and more partnership. Correct. And know. so many times we're left out of meetings, left out of discussions. That's not the case. So what our leadership and what our members are looking for now is, is how are we going to be able to work with EPA and work with the Army Corps of Engineers to administer this new definition? We've, I think we've got a clear, concise de definition. How are we gonna move forward with implementation? And so we feel like that EPA will listen to us and now we've got to work with the Army Corps of Engineers to be a partner with them as well. Matt, what do you think overall uh, was the biggest takeaway for, for some of our leaders in this, uh, some of the most important information that they got? I think these information that they got, like John was saying, they're getting to sit down with the person who wrote the Wotus Rule. Yeah. That's a huge thing for folks to get to do. 
And I know for our crops guys sitting down across the table from the guys at NAS who actually put these numbers together, when you go out to county meetings, you hear a lot of negative things about NAS. When, these, when they sit down and we're able to have a conversation talk, I think some of them left there almost convinced that NAS knows what they're doing. Now, almost. I, I didn't say that they do, but, yeah. but we're, we're getting closer to some of those kinds of things. But it, it's just really <clears throat> important for our folks to get to sit down across the table. One of the meetings that I was in with uh, Ambassador Dowd, just a phenomenal meeting. I mean, the man is, is a, a great advocate for agriculture. We're very lucky to have him advocating on, on behalf, of, behalf of us out on the world stage. He described their agency as a SEAL Team 6 of agriculture, hmm. where USTR is the one going in the first strike, USDA is the Army working behind them to make sure these things get implemented properly and, and they know what they're doing. With the China Phase 1 agreement, he encouraged everybody in the room. He kind of held up the, the Phase 1 agreement and said, who's read this? <laughs> everybody in the room just kind of laughed at laughed and like, nobody, we're not, we're not yeah. going to read that. And he goes, guys. This is going to impact you for decades to come. There's 24 pages in this book, has 57 specific issues that have been addressed for agriculture. Or 24 pages of ag, 57 specific issues addressed, and a timetable associated with those. And talked about why those things are so important. Talked about the enforcement mechanism with this, because that's one of the things we keep hearing. China's going to buy $40 billion worth of ag trade. And there's a lot of skepticism surrounding that laid out a number of numbers there showing how the U.S. is going to get there and pointed out this may not be corn and soybeans that we're talking about going to reach $40 billion now because we've opened this market up for things like rice, for our beef products, poultry products, seafood, all these other products that in the past we haven't been able to ship to China. Right. We've opened those up and pointed out the Japanese agreement and how important it was just to get that, that agreement with Japan and that we were able to sign it directly between the two nations and not have to go through Congress to where we saw something like has something happened to that agreement like happened with USMCA to where it takes months and months to get something through Congress right. and it was it's a very exciting time right now in the uh, in the trade environment trying to move forward and with with all these others meet sitting down with our uh, congressional delegation and talking to them about some of these issues trade isn't something that we're real concerned we're very thankful to have a delegation that is extremely supportive of of our trade agenda and making sure that farmers have access to all of these markets we don't have a lot to worry about with our delegation on environmental issues everybody wants to see see fewer regulations out there one of the things that, that I think is very important, and I think just about every meeting probably brought this up, is immigration. Immigration and broadband were the two things that I think were front and center to our members right now. Immigration trying to have a workforce. Most of our delegation is supportive of having this uh, foreign workforce be able to come in, but we have, a, we have some that, that we still need to, to convince of that because with 3.6% unemployment in, in, across the nation and very low un unemployment here in the state, it's hard to find somebody that wants to go um, do right, uh, to put levies in on rice or to go pick our tomatoes. Those are pretty, pretty hard jobs compared to some of the other jobs that are out there and we want to make sure that we have a, a workforce that's, that's willing to do that. Um, on broadband, our, our message to everyone, everyone of our delegation we talked to on that, Thank you. 
Thank you for putting the money out there through the USDA. Thank you for the FCC money. Those are great things to have out there. But we need to make sure that our counties and others have the resources they need to actually be able to go out and apply for those funds. Because when you have a county judge and a county secretary, there's not a whole lot that they can they can do whenever you're asking them from a regulatory standpoint to provide an environmental assessment, to provide an engineering assessment, all of these things. It was a lot different back in the 50s when we were trying to get rural electrification out there and it was just a matter of who's going to buy the poles and who's going to put the wire up. Now we've got all of these other regulations that are attached to these things to try to get this this put in. Well, I, obviously I think he each of you have talked a little bit about this labor issue, and that was something that was discussed multiple times and by through, with multiple different audiences. That's trickier, and that's going to take a while. Is that sort of a takeaway on that? I mean, this this it's coming together, and there people are working on it, but that's something that's going to take some. some Absolutely, effort. Rob. I mean, immigration is a tough political mm -hmm. nut. I mean, there are so many different viewpoints. There are so many different. Uh, pieces of legislation that have been proposed. I know Senator Tillis is working on something in the Senate. The House passed a bill last uh, December that American Farm Bureau and Arkansas Farm Bureau are just not supportive of. It does not address the underlying issues yeah. of the adverse effect wage rate calculation, um, liability concerns. I mean, this is complicated stuff. Yeah and it's simple to our guys in the sense that they just need a workforce right right um and without that workforce and without broadband we're at a complete competitive disadvantage to right. our global our global competitors and so it's really important to continue to beat that drum on why we need these uh workers why we need access to broadband just to maintain our competitive advantage on the global stage uh, anyone else have anything, uh, you know, if you had to sum up this trip um, and ultimately what this kind of thing means uh, for farmers to have access to these agencies and to have their voices heard, uh, why is that so important and why do we do these kind of trips? I think we do these kind of trips because we want our, that's what we do as an organization. One of our top mission areas in Farm Bureau is to advocate for farmers, to disseminate it. Their second one is to disseminate information. Third, part of our, our mission statement is provide products and services. We're going out, we're advocating, we're disseminating the information to these different groups. The meeting that we had with AMS talking about grain grading, I think that our guys finally got some of the folks in DC to understand why there is concern on the farmer side. Because there is no one actually grading your grain that has, because one of the, the undersecretary that was in the room there, I don't, I don't want you to call them graders because they're not really graders. Yeah. And that's true. The person that was flipping burgers one day and is now looking at our grain isn't a grader. Yeah. And the AMS guys, that, that finally clicked in their head. I was going to say, I, I recall that. He seemed to really get the issue was these are not experts. These are not this. experts. Yeah. It, it was something that they, they just kind of clicked. And having those kind of moments and having the AMS director call us out in the hall, after, me out in the hall afterwards and say, hey, we need to talk about this some more. We need to figure out what's going on. Those are those yeah. are important things. <clears throat> Rob, I think I think the members that got to to participate um, got to see in action what we've been saying, and we as a staff say a, a lot to our members to to get engaged and to be engaged. They see the value uh, of going and sitting down and meeting with these agency folks, meeting with our congressional delegation face to face, 
and telling them these are the things that are affecting our operations. This is the areas where we need help in. And I think they, they see that and they can go back to their counties and help us to encourage our membership and our farmers and ranchers across the state to say, look, this is why we have to stay engaged. We, we have to let them know. It's a constant education of our, of our uh, congressional delegation, <clears throat> our legislators, their staff who are actually making decisions and, and helping move policies, that these are the areas where we need help. At. This is the, the places that's affecting my operation where I need the most help in. And, and they see that. And I think they're going to take that back home to their, to their counties and help spread the word that this is something that we have to do. You know, the hallways were, were filled with people doing just exactly what we were doing. Yeah. And I, you know, and I told some of my folks when we were going through the, the Corps, of, uh, Corps of Engineers and we were going through the hallways and meeting with French Hill and his staff and, and saying uh, people that might have um, uh, ideas that are contrary to agriculture are in the same hallways. And they're doing this too. And so the value is that we have to be here. This is what we have to be doing on a consistent, constant basis and educating and working with our elected officials and their staff to to tell them this is what agriculture needs and, and, and to help us. Folks are able to share their personal stories on their farm, yeah. which are, you know, they're able to make an important connection with folks at USDA, but most importantly with the congressional delegation. You know, they can read the talking points, but unless they actually share what is happening on their operation and make that staff and make that member really understand what's going on, I mean, that's what it's all about. And and now the important part is bringing that home and educating people here, and and the county leaders now need to take that home and tell them what they need for people to do. Absolutely. All right. Well, I thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, it was definitely a busy trip, uh, tired feet, tired minds, but uh, we, we accomplished a lot. So Absolutely. And I think that our members out, I mean, think each one of our members that went on this realized how influential the Farm Bureau brand is within Washington, D.C., whether you're going to meet with the Corps of Engineers, EPA, USDA, whoever it was, or our congressional delegation. Everyone out there wants to know what does Farm Bureau think, and it's because of our deliberate grassroots process that we have to develop our policy. They want to know what what our thoughts are and why we want something done. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. That'll do it for this week. Arkansas AgCast will be back next week with more news and views on Arkansas agriculture.